Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We become addicted to the familiarity of relationships, mistaking intensity for intimacy. Yet true connection blossoms in the space where authenticity and mutual growth thrive. Hello, hello, hello. What's all this then? Hey, guys. Hey friends, enemies, lovers, everyone in between. Welcome back after an interim, after a little bit of a hiatus, after our midterm break. So to my fellow seekers of self-improvement, happiness enthusiasts, and trying to pursue the best versions of ourselves, hey, this is Stuart, and welcome back to the podcast, where we explore what I am now calling the tapestry of life, of our mental health, personal growth, and wellness. Today, I am deeply grateful for each of you dedicating personal moments of your time, your personal development journey. Your commitment inspires me. It inspires all of us to keep this conversation flowing. If you resonate with any of the discussions in the past from this podcast and any of the amazing interviews we've had, we truly appreciate your support. If you'd like, comment, share, review, subscribe wherever you catch our podcast on whatever streaming platform share this with a family friend with an enemy maybe a lover you never know the milkman if you like you don't know how much it helps in this universe of algorithms but as long as we keep this conversation going of the fact that we can find happiness within ourselves we're going well the topic for today i must say came from a very interesting discussion I had with my father. My father, who is a practicing psychologist, we we were having a very introspective, very deep conversation just on life and society in general. And it came onto the topic of the podcast where he genuinely and openly asked me, did I think I had the 
the intellect or the ability to do a podcast on mental health awareness when I'm not a professional in the field. And it got me thinking. And the answer is definitely not, but I can only speak about my own experiences. And as we move into this new phase of the podcast and as we bring on new guests and have amazing conversations, I can't wait to hear the truth of someone's life who tries to navigate the waves and the wars and the the ups and downs that they have had in their existence. What they have done that has helped them propel them forward towards the life that they want. So today I would like to delve into a bit of a raw and all filtered topic of relationships and self-sabotage. Embracing rejection but liberating ourselves from relationship self-sabotage. We've talked about rejection before from a professional aspect and as an actor and an artist we are taught very early to callous our emotions and our skin should we say because rejection is about 99 if not 99.8 percent of this industry but we're going to explore some complex intricacies and how we can become addicted to people or situations that in reality may not truly serve us and might be detrimental to our mental health you see on this journey to become like the best version of ourselves, we'd often stumble upon emotional minefields where rejection becomes a piercing reality. But it's not the everyday norm and the inevitable part of our journey towards self-discovery. Yet here is the catch. How do we liberate ourselves from an addiction to situations or individuals that might not reciprocate our desires, our affections or our aspirations? But they serve us with dopamine hits and serotonin. Is there a lore of unavailable connections that we pursue? Look on mass forms of social media. Social media stars, TikTok stars, actors, singers, celebrities in general. In the pursuit for happiness, you know, we'd often grasp onto these relationships and scenarios that flicker like a distant star, enticing unattainable why do we find comfort in what truly isn't there why do we hold people up on pedestals and look to them with a divine grace if if this makes sense i don't know where i'm going with this give me a second i'll find my way back how does the pattern of seeking validation from an unattainable source manifest in our lives there we go and this notion comes from a very interesting episode from On Purpose with Jay Shetty. If you do not listen to that podcast, I'd highly suggest turning this off and go listening to someone who actually makes sense. But he had on for an interview, if not a chat, it was literally like two friends having a normal conversation about everyday life. Emma Greed. I did not know who Emma Greed was, but she is one of these. And when I say casual, I mean she sounded so nonchalant on the interview. But... A philanthropist with a billion dollar empire. But it came from the fact that building her career on her own with successful potential and where that will allow you to become in the insights of the conversation from knowing that you, no matter what the number behind you in your bank is or knowing 
where you are from, your race, your creed, your relationship, your orientation does not put you at a higher value system than anyone else. The reason why I found it so fascinating is because Emma was also very open and transparent about the fact that she had a very hard upbringing and even though she is the owner of highly, highly successful multinational companies, she still understands the purity that no one is more valuable than another person. So it comes to the question for me, why do we become addicted to certain people that we put more value onto them in a relationship, be it an actual relationship or completely fabricated? Honestly, I think I've married Taylor Swift at least five times now only to have bloody Kendall Jenner run in halfway through it saying, no, he's with Chris Olsen and then like scandal broke out. But in this, in this, I guess, complex tapestry of relationships and emotions lies a peculiar corner of unrequited love and attraction that holds sway for us. We get a magnetic pull to people who we might never even know. It's almost like the siren call in Greek mythology. You know, it beckons us into its depths. Yet like a moth to a flame we find ourselves entangled in drama and love that remains unrequited or affection that is never reciprocated but why do we succumb to this could it be the thrill of the chase the intoxicating idea of what could be what possibly could be romanticized notions of suffering for love somehow validates its authenticity we find comfort in turmoil because unwittingly addicted to an emotional roller coaster of yearning for someone that is beyond our reach and i do remember and i still do it at times is i will replay scenarios and situations and relationships in my head so i can feel that i don't want to say that sense of pain or longing but that sense of emotion you know that i was the martyr in the relationship there's an addiction to unrequited attraction which forms a habitual loop especially and with the mass boom of social media over the last three years the fact that we are now so consumed with other people's everyday lives at the touch of a button flick swipe of a screen that we can now get our favors instagram influencers or social media personalities or tiktokers over and over again it's woven into the fabric of our emotional landscape that we put ourselves into certain relationships with these people that we might not even know it becomes a pattern a familiar rhythm that feeds into our subconscious desires compelling us to seek what we can't truly attain the unavailability of affection or commitment becomes a tantalizing puzzle that we try to solve that we often at the cost of our own emotional well-being will destroy ourselves for there have been several times with several friends that I have had made strong connections with Overline that they have said, you are not giving enough to this relationship, Stuart. You are not giving enough. And I never truly understood that until I realized I was in a completely different mindset to what these people had or wanted in a friendship because I didn't know what my true value was in myself and I always put value on other people more. I... <laughs> I wouldn't call it like a love affection, unrequited affection, but 
I do remember putting immense amount of personal value into one of my old bosses, an amazing, amazing individual, phenomenal man, like really, really nice, especially for me learning in the industry. And I was always pining and I was always wanting for his acceptance or his adoration, an accolade from him, a thumbs up, a slap on the back to say, you did good, Stuart, you did good. And when I didn't get that, you know, there would be a sense of longing. Have I done something wrong? Have I upset him? Have I not done my work properly? How am I frustrating him? How can I appease him? And that for me would cause me to second guess most of my interactions with this person, which in the end of the day was very detrimental to the working relationship. It's because I had put such a value over his esteem and his prestige that I devalued myself in the scenario and the relationship. People can be absolutely amazing and super successful and we can be in awe of them and we can look up to them. But we also should take care not to devalue ourselves in those circumstances. By God, I hope one day I'm going to meet Tom Hanks and just walk up to him and give him a little clap on the shoulder and go, well, Tommy boy, how are you doing? This after, you know, like I have a five minute panic attack, fan attack, absolutely conniption in the bathroom that I'm in the same vicinity as Tom Hanks. Now, on the flip side to that, it's what if there is a relationship you pine for that you want, that you've put so much value into that you almost are manifesting it to happen and it doesn't? and you are rejected for whatever reason and it could be something as simple as the person doesn't have time to communicate with more people it could be something as simple as the person does not actually like you not everyone is going to like you not everyone is going to like me in our existence there is no way to appease everyone but when you embrace rejection it could be a catalyst for growth because within like the labyrinth of unrequited affection unrequited love unrequited need for affection or acceptance lies a transformative opportunity the embrace of rejection for personal evolution rejection through initial pain could hold profound lessons for our growth it mirrors reflecting not on our inadequacies but the misalignment of paths and nudging us towards a greater self-awareness i mean to transcend like a Ding of rejection we must reframe our perception it's not about what happened it's how you see what happened how can you make it into a learning opportunity it's not the verdict that is our self-worth but the redirection towards avenues better suited for our authentic selves embracing rejection becomes an act of courage if anything an acknowledgement that our journey towards self-realization is paved with detours and setbacks. Turning a pain or a sting of rejection into the springboard demands resilience and introspection. It's in these moments of discomfort that we would unearth our deepest strengths and resilience. But each rejection becomes a pivotal chapter in our narrative, our personal narrative, guiding us towards more profound and understanding of ourselves. Redefining rejection as liberation, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. The, um, the an, in, emancipation, 
from paths that no longer serve us in our everyday life, in our higher purpose. We're not going to get that fix of serotonin from someone because they don't want to be in our lives. We're not going to get that fix from a person who does not want to give us acceptance and make us feel safe or warm or just or seen. It's very hard to accept, but not everyone is going to like you. I don't know when the switch flipped in my head, but it was earlier on this year. After receiving so much, I wouldn't say backlash, but just after receiving so many amounts of negative comments of people just not liking me online, but receiving an insurmountable amount of love, it made me realize not everyone is going to like me for me. But people will. But not everyone. So long as we as individuals are trying to be the best versions of ourselves, good people, nice people, then we don't have to worry about if people reject or accept us as much because we have that solace in ourselves. It always comes down to you can shine best in a relationship when you are grounded in yourself. I'm interested to just discuss very quickly a book I read by Brianna Weiss, 101 Essays That'll Change the Way You Think. And this was a trove of her insights into personal growth and finding her empowerment. But like through her essays, she would often illustrate how she discovered the power through various life experiences. I mean, embracing vulnerability as a strength. In one of her essays, Brianna does delve into the concept of vulnerability as a source of personal power. She would discuss, you know, like her own struggles of opening up emotionally, sharing moments where she found strength in being vulnerable. For instance, like trying to recount a time when allowing herself to be emotionally exposed led to a stronger connection and personal growth. And this brings me to self-expression and authenticity. We often want to emphasize, you know, the portions of self-expression and being our true selves, you know, not having to wear masks for certain people, for society, Drawing on our experience as a, my personal experience as a public figure, you know, I'd like to talk about how I found personal power, even amidst all the, what I'd like to say, not so much backlash, but just negative comments on videos when you reach, I guess, any number on social media, you start to notice the the collective of people who do not like what you do or just it doesn't suit them or they reject hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Your image online. People don't like the elf guy dancing in the woods they don't like, the fantasy guy, the book talk guy, the actor, the motivational speaker, or the podcaster, fitness enthusiast. You will never appease everyone in every aspect of your life. And this brings me back to Emma's quote about staying in your lane, and you shouldn't. If I was so worried about how I thought other people would think of me, especially in relationships I want to cultivate with people, that I would change myself or tie myself down to one certain thing, I'd never have expanded, let's say, my horizons and grown. Maybe breaking free from conformity and embracing my uniqueness is the power that some people resonate with, and I hope they do. Because there is resilience in adversity I mean, we could touch upon moments where we faced adversity and found personal power. We can recount, you know, a challenging period in our life, discussing how we've navigated through it and conquered obstacles and emerged stronger, imparting lessons of resilience, not only for ourselves, but ones that we can then recount later. And this will always be one I'll come back to, the what I like to call the switch that finally flipped where I was no longer so worried about trying to be friends with everyone and trying to have everyone accept me for my unique, quirky, weird-ass, Irish guy-in-a-lake self. And it now, it, it really does hit home that this is what I try to, this is the impact I want to have with people. So I ask you now, dear listener, if you had a moment of true resilience where where you've navigated through a certain challenging period in your life and come out stronger with a inner strength. What was it? For yourself, what was it? What have you been rejected from that you've processed and worked through and you said, you know what? It was not for me. I will move on. I'm a good person. I'm the best type of person. I'm working on myself. We will navigate and traverse this path. I'd like to go back to 101 essays. I mean, Brianna would address the journey towards self-acceptance and love, how it's the most powerful thing we can do. And she might share her struggles with self-image and self-doubt and how ultimately she's found personal power in embracing and accepting herself fully. This could involve, you know, reflections of how she overcame insecurities to cultivate self-worth. And this brought me back to how much of my own personal worth I put onto the scales in terms of fitness and my physique and my aesthetic. Again, going back to the life of an actor, I always thought I had to look a certain way, act a certain way, and be seen a certain way. And it led to horrible amounts of um, disorders within my diet and my fitness regime. And it wasn't until I fully accepted that, you know, my body is going to be a certain way and I should treat it to the best of my ability because it's the only one I have, was I truly able to almost cultivate 
the physical and mental strength that I always wanted. I am currently 30 years old and I don't think I've ever been in better shape. And yet, I still do not worry about the scale as much as what I did. I'm more disciplined in that aspect of my life. Even though I felt rejected by my body at a certain point when I tried to do... I won't say bad things, but I was very, very, very rigid to the point where the obsession of dieting and of exercise would actually drain me mentally, emotionally, and physically for strength. And it always made me try to cultivate this as the warrior's mindset that I needed to have, and it wasn't. It was me rejecting what I actually needed, which was just to embrace, you know, my body for the way it was. I couldn't accept it because of whatever reasons in my past. And until I was able to learn the solitude of basically looking at myself in the mirror and going, this is one body we have. We need to liberate ourselves from the mindset that we are always going to be ugly and overweight and unattractive. Was I able to see, you know, like how amazing we actually are as individuals, as people in our in our meat suits, I was going to say. Sorry, I went off on a bit of a waffle there talking about self-empowerment and adversity. (laughs) But this then would lead to personal relationships I would have with people and fictional relationships, I guess, I'd have with people or connections like um, social media, fitness influencers who I aspired to be like. I would have connections with them when I get to see their posts, their videos, their physical updates, and I'd be like, yeah, that's what I want. Or if I had interactions with them online, I'd feel like a shot of dopamine. It's like they see me. They see me now as this entity that I'm trying to be to try and copy or accumulate their mindset and their way of living. There was a very interesting point in my life where I was to an extent addicted to a certain aesthetic physique and i want to say entity individual because for people online i'd hold them as like the the value system who remembers geordie shore or jersey shore or i'm a celebrity you'd have these people in your head and you think okay that's how we're meant to act that's how we're meant to be and i'd hold that as like a value system and then when it came to like the fitness industry you know like Christian Guzman, Mark Fitt, Lex Fitness, the the triad that they were, physical aesthetics, the culmination of what I wanted to be and look like and be as successful of. I'd hold their value a lot higher than myself. I'd be like, I'm never going to be as good as them. I'm never going to get to where they are in life. It, it's an interesting thing because it would cause me to self-sabotage myself in personal relationships. And I would never take personal responsibility for what I was doing. I mean, in I'm actually going to reference Bjarna's book again, The Mountain Is You, where we explore like our own personal internal landscapes and how it's often shaped by our external experiences. So if I held this value system of what a relationship or a friendship or how we are meant to be to people external of my own experiences and they cultivate my experiences moving forward, then 
it, it manifests like this Sisyphus um, complex where I'm trying to push to reach a certain goal that can never be attained because I'm never connected with these people because I'm never connected with this way of life and yet this is what I want so I'm going to get that boulder halfway up the mountain then it's just going to roll back down because I'm not going to be able to maintain this mentally, physically, emotionally and it's just going to drain me and deplete me but I'll keep on doing it so I can get that shot of dopamine it's... Uh, I, I don't know how else to, to describe it because like the book itself would discuss how self-sabotage can manifest in relationships through passions of seeking validation and clinging to situations that don't serve us correlating with like the idea of what about people who aren't even in relationships with us, friendships, etc. And yet we still have that same external need for validation from them. And then it comes to embracing rejection and having the self-liberation because Brianna's book would touch upon the idea of embracing rejection as a pathway to self-liberation. It might resonate with, you know, the narrative I'm trying to put out here. I don't know if it's working or if I'm just like on my waffle, but overcoming the pain of rejection and reframing it as a catalyst for personal growth, not latching on to a relationship that is not there. The book offers insights into rejection from the individual or the situations that don't align with our own growth. If there was two books now, I would highly recommend you to read. They are both Brianna Wiest, 101 Essays, and The Mountain Is You. But you need to find personal power in transformation. Can you move on in life if a friendship or relationship is no longer there? If your favors social media entity has decided you know what i'm gone from social media i don't want to do this anymore can you keep going on in life of course you can it's just harder because you don't have whatever the dopamine fix whatever that relationship which was giving you a validation or an acceptance or whatever it was is no longer there so like how can you resonate and focus on becoming the best version of yourself by accepting happiness and unattaching from unfulfilling relationships i'm not repeating myself as much as what i thought i would be but it really comes down to like where do you find happiness and happiness is the result of perception without expectation so like our perceptions and our expectations shape our attachments to certain people and situations, clinging on to relationships that aren't beneficial to us, that are toxic, that aren't even there because we're rooted in the dopamine fix from social media, skewed in the perceptions or unrealistic expectations that we set ourselves. Me with the fitness bros, you know, wanting to look like them, be like them, as successful as them, or try to have the personality and the friend line and the accolades of the reality stars so how do we stop how do we stop this psychological aspect that would lead us to latch onto harmful relationships or circumstances you you need to explore like the cognitive biases and emotional conditionings or past experiences that drive you to repeat this kind of certain action because unfortunately the way you are now is because of how you were shaped in your past even if it's detrimental to your well-being, understanding these bases is crucial to overcoming them. It's, um, it's something, again, myself and my father talked about, is that if you don't want to grow, I always say it, 
growth is quite painful because you know you're expanding your mindset emotionally physically spiritually and you need to go through the pain and my father says this is well he didn't say it was true <laughs> he said it's similar to what he tells his patients where they have to go through the pain of their past in order to come out stronger in their future they have to accept and move forward like the illusion of control and letting go is so it's it's quite a thin line it's quite a very it's a very thin line you know the illusion of having control we often maintain in relationships or situations that aren't serving us what would be the insights to help an individual recognize when it's time to let go or relinquish the need for control or accepting that certain people and scenarios aren't conducive to our well-being it is hard to try and present especially i guess in a podcast the idea of we hold no value over another person nor should we see someone else with more value than us and that if relationships don't work can't work or are refused to be accepted then all we can do is move on we only have a certain amount of time and this comes back to again something that happened to me ages ago i guess back when i thought you know influencer stasis was the way of the game and i wanted to give as much time as possible to everyone who would message or dm me and i tried to because it's so humbling but then it would it would actually tear you down messaging so many people back trying to keep up so many different conversations and then accidentally insulting people because you weren't able to maintain the connection or the conversation or the relationship because you were trying to placate and to be accepting and accommodating of so many other people it's more so a case of what i've learned if you want to be open with people do it as transparently as you possibly can and if relationships become overwhelming acknowledge that and if there are relationships that you can't or are unable to cultivate that's okay too whatever you have to do to keep your mental and emotional well-being intact to overcome personal emotional rejection and to stop self-sabotaging in relationships it actually comes down to our own perceptions and knowing the conditioning and the emotional tendencies that influence our attachments to certain people or situations it might advocate for a shift in mindset or fostering self-awareness and letting go of the need for external validation as key steps towards overcoming these tendencies in our mental 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 and personal well-being but hey i want to thank you for joining me here on this this really deep this reflective topic and journey today but in our pursuit for personal growth you know we can find solace in the strength of accepting our solitude like um in the mountain of you it eloquently illustrates the power of inner transformation urging us to embrace rejection as a catalyst in self-liberation because when you are grounded 
and connected in yourself and you know you're happy and content with who you are external relationships you know they're beautiful and they're amazing to cultivate but they're not going to shift your mindset into what your value is for yourself if they don't work out so so as i say goodbye i'm going to ask you to strive well i think i'm talking more so to myself now but to lose the need for that addictive personality and letting go of the urge to latch onto others for validation the likes the comments the views the accolades of clout the need for the boss to constantly give you gratification for the hard work you put in it's lovely and it's great but it doesn't determine our value in ourselves so until next time until we meet again i hope you find peace in your individual journey of self-discovery as we navigate these paths on this tapestry of life you know i want you to take care and remember that your journey towards self-fulfillment begins within have a good day Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.